What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hi, everyone. Sandman here. I was sitting around today in my backyard, shooting the shit with my friend Peter, and we were discussing the idea of men and women. He has now been completely converted over to the MGTOW dark side after our conversation. And the most interesting thing we spoke about were the dynamics between male and female sexual marketplace value. Why do some men value certain women over others as long-term and short-term partners? And why do women value some men over others for their short-term and long-term attachments? We also discussed the idea of why there are a lot of men out there that would be considered a 7 or an 8 on the attractiveness scale, but they're with women that are overweight and unattractive and stack up in the 4s and 5s. And the consensus we reached is that sometimes an attractive man will date a less attractive woman because the expectation is there that she will be grateful for him being in the relationship with her. And because of this gratefulness to be with a better-looking male partner above her class, that will mean that she will be more faithful to him and not rock the boat for fear that he will leave the relationship. And I've been guilty of doing this type of strategy in the past with my own relationships. I would date women that were lower maintenance where I was the catch and they were the ones that needed the rescue. And the reason I did this was because I thought I had power in those relationships. I was better off physically, financially, and had higher social status. I guess to some extent I was doing this consciously, but there were also some elements that were unconscious. I thought it was a great idea because I would often see very attractive women that would date and marry men that were often beneath their own level of attractiveness. Such situations would often work out because the women were able to control their men and make sure they never went anywhere and remained faithful while they themselves went out and had sex with far more attractive men on the side. I thought to myself, what a great strategy, minus the cheating part. I thought I could basically get together with a woman that was worth less than me with regards to her sexual marketplace value, and I wouldn't have to stress out about her running off with another man, because she had effectively already lucked out with me. And most importantly, not to toot my own horn or anything, she would stay with me and be grateful for being with someone she perceived better than herself. How wrong I was. If a woman dates a less attractive man than herself, he's usually grateful to her. But if a more attractive man dates a less attractive woman, then she doesn't feel grateful after a while. Instead, she eventually gets comfortable with the idea and eventually sees her own sexual marketplace rise. Although her looks are the same or have gone downhill since she first got together with him, she views herself as better looking and tries to take over the relationship like a more attractive woman would. Her perceived sexual marketplace value rises, and she perceives that his marketplace value has fallen, even if it's actually gone up. But men that are in relationships with more attractive women don't seem to see themselves as higher class 
simply because they are manginas doing the bidding of a woman that perceives herself as a princess or a goddess. The men in this case remain humble, and both sexes perceive their value differently, even though they're in the exact same social or relationship situation. It's all about personal perception. Peter and I also spoke about something that Girl Writes What brought up a long time ago. She said that when women have their nails done nicely, it shows to the rest of the world that they don't have to work with their hands for a living, and that that particular woman is upper class. Or at least she doesn't have to do things that are labor-intensive. And that got me thinking about why women overreact when they break or chip their nails. Chipping a nail means that the truth comes out, and a woman is just pretending to be from a higher class. But in reality, she is still middle class, or working class, and chipping her nail exposes the lie. So when a woman says, oh no, I chipped a nail, it probably means, take pity on me, because I've had to work very hard today. Hard enough to ruin my expensive French manicure. Chip nails also tend to lower her sexual marketplace value, but only in front of other women that see them chipped. But if they tell a guy that their nails are chipped, it might mean something completely different. They might be broadcasting to men that their social status is in jeopardy, and that he should come to the rescue and help them out in the future, so they never again have to chip their nails and look like they're from a lower class. My entire life I've heard women complain about chipped nails, and I now see it as nothing more than a cry for help from men. Another thing Peter and I spoke about was entertainment. The person with a lower perceived sexual marketplace value in a relationship has to entertain and enrich the life of the person above them. So thinking back to my own relationships, not only was my sexual marketplace value higher, i.e. I was more educated, more attractive, had more income, but I was also entertaining my partners by cooking for them and making them laugh and smile. So I was humbling myself and acting like a person with lower sexual marketplace value, even though I had higher value. And the reason I believe I was doing this is because of all the women that I saw doing it as well. But I never realized at that time that it was a strategy that only works for women and not for men. Anyways, a week ago someone suggested that the smartphone app, Hot or Not, is very similar to Tinder and that I should give it a try. So I downloaded the app and started contacting women on there to see if the sexual marketplace had changed since I last dated 15 years ago, knowing full well that it's changed a lot. So one woman contacted me and asked me what I'd like to do in my free time. I told her that I enjoy hiking, photography, and all the usual stuff, knowing full well women don't like to feel ordinary, and they don't want men to make them feel ordinary by giving them very simple and ordinary answers. She never got back to me, so I sent her another message telling her that I should have told her that I basically take women out to expensive dinners for fun and spoil them rotten. Within less than five minutes, she responded by saying that I was hilarious and wanted to hear more. My marketplace value shot up because she saw that my creativity quotient had just gone up. And I'd also made myself stand out by being witty and by offering up resources in the form of a meal. That's the thing about the sexual marketplace. There are many things that you can do to increase your value in that market. Before civilization, men had their bodies, hunting skills, and language to impress women. Today, men have the added value of money, careers, cars, and access to other material things to attract women. So if they're lacking in one department, it's logical to assume that they can make it up by making more money or improving their personal style. But it doesn't work that way with modern women. They seem to expect men to have every aspect of their own lives figured out, while women seem to have the privilege of doing less and less and expecting more. The guy has to be muscular, good-looking, rich with status, drive a nice car, and come from a good background. And he also has to have lots of money saved up, and the woman basically contributes nothing but a vagina that's used up, 
and apparently that's more than enough these days. There's also little to no room for individuality when you're a man trying to get the right car, job, house, clothing, and personal catchphrases down. Either you stay single and a creative free thinker and everyone thinks you're crazy and eccentric, or you change who you are so that you can attract and keep a woman. People are telling me that women are easier than they ever have been in the past, but I'm seeing the opposite effect. Maybe women past their prime and past the wall are easier because they know their vagina futures are crashing in the open market. But good-looking women in their mid to late 20s have unreal sexual marketplace expectations, thanks to Tinder, Hot or Not, OkCupid, and all the other sexual marketplaces on the internet. I don't even call it internet dating. It's more like eBay for singles. It would be easier in some ways if women would just put their personal ads up on eBay and men started bidding on them. At least then, the true market value of a woman would be revealed. But instead, we are living in a world where women are using online matchmaking to raise their sexual value in the sexual marketplace. But at the same time, men are using pornography and sexual fetishes to lower a woman's value to nothing more than a bookmark for his penis. I've also heard stories about how if men are not having sex with women by the third or fourth date these days, women are dumping them because it makes them question their own sexual value. If the guy simply doesn't want to have sex that soon. If a guy doesn't want to rush things and wants to see if you're a good girl, you basically insult her, and she ends up kicking you to the curb. On the other hand, if you're a guy that's seeing a slutty woman and she gives it up on the first or second date, how many guys have ridden that before? 10, 20, 50, 100? Or maybe you can't count that high. A couple of days ago I was talking to a female friend of mine with an acute sense of smell, and she can literally smell women that have had sex with more than one guy at the same time in that particular part of her life. And I'm not kidding you. She says that women give off different body odors when they have multiple partners at the same time, and the smell is gross. And we all know that the less sexual partners a woman has had in the past means a higher sexual marketplace value. But for many women, if they don't put out, men will not stick around long enough to give them their attention. So pornography in the sexual culture that we live in is forcing women to become more promiscuous. But at the same time, it lowers their value from riding the cock carousel way too much. It's kind of a paradox, and I don't think many women understand this. My my, how things have changed. Fat and ugly women are getting multiple dates each and every week. Good guys that wanted to wait for sex are being rushed into having sex by women that feel insecure about their own sexuality and marketplace value. And of course, men are dating women far below their own attractiveness with the hopes of finding a woman that won't cheat on them and run away. Another really interesting thing about that girl Sailor Spoon that I spoke about in earlier videos is that she wanted me to stick around in her life because I didn't force her into having sex, and I talked to her like a human being instead of a piece of meat. And no, I didn't have sex with her for everyone out there who's wondering about it. I don't put my dick into crazy. And lately, 99% of the women out there have been absolutely insane. And the other 1% are taken. So hi-ho, hi-ho, but it's off to celibacy I go. And I wonder what the sexual marketplace for celibacy is these days. Probably priceless. Anyways, that's it for today. Thanks again for taking your daily dose of red pills. So enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers.